Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It is official. We talked a month or so ago about Guinness World Records looking into the oldest dog title because there was a dispute over the dog's real age. And it's official now. Guinness, who's been busy lately, uh, they first denied the Eiffel Tower guy, and now they, they said, nope, okay, you get one. Well, now they had given the oldest canine dog the record and now they've said oh no yep nope we looked into it and uh no uh bobby uh, from portugal uh the breed typically lives around 12 to 14 years but when bobby and it could be bobby b-o-b-i was awarded the award it was claimed that he was 30 years old now bobby bobby died in uh, october of 2023 at a reported age of 31 years and 165 days but guinness world records launched an investigation into the evidence used to prove the title last month and um they are now left with no conclusive evidence which can definitely prove bobby bobby's date of birth so without any conclusive evidence available to us right now uh we simply can't retain bobby bobby as the record holder now the owner of bobby bobby has not commented on the record's removal he had previously said that uh, suspicions over the veracity of the dog's age were unfounded oh okay even though doctors have said there's no way that uh, this dog lived that long and so the oldest dog ever was australia's bluey who died in 1939 at the age of 29 years and five months so bluey Still has the record, and Bobby Bowie is out. Welcome. It's official. That's what they said. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right, I see where a Lego piece sold from Goodwill for more than $18,000 at an auction. Now, it was given to Goodwill. See, I've talked about Goodwill before. And, you know, they used to be they just put, you know, get items in. They put it on the shelf. And if it was worth something, you know, you're fortunate enough to buy it at a Goodwill price. And then you can go off and sell it. Not any longer. Goodwill, if they know they've got something good, no. Uh, They want to charge more money for it. So this incredibly rare gold Lego Bionicle mask uh, surfaced at Goodwill in the U.S., Now, they've auctioned it off twice now. The first auction uh, sold the 14-carat solid gold Lego piece for $33,000, but uh, the mystery bidder uh, never showed up to pay the prize. So now they auctioned it off again, and the winning auction price was $18,101. 
We hope that that person shows up to purchase the gold Lego piece. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, they found it. Somebody sent it to Goodwill. It was in a box of random jewelry. And employees realized they had a gem on their hands when a collector repeatedly called up to buy it for $100. I find that hard to believe. So they didn't even put it on the shelf. A collector called and said, hey, uh, I heard you guys got a gold Lego piece. I'll give you 100 bucks." No way. <laughs> no way. That did not happen. Uh, someone at Goodwill said, hey, this is uh, a gold piece of a Lego, a gold Lego piece, and uh, we need to sell it. So they had 20 bids in the first auction, went up from 6000 to 33000 and this time around they had 48 different bids on the gold collectible and uh, it went up to $18,000. So we'll see if uh, someone picks it up or not. But how about that? I mean, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Now I usually would say that's pretty sweet. They, you know, they found it at a goodwill paid a hundred dollars for it. And now it's worth, you know, 18 or 20,000, but goodwill auctioned it off. So I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm for the Goodwill stores auctioning it off, but hey, it's for a good cause. Am I right? Of course I am. So there's no way that Goodwill uh, is letting uh, pieces of art go for a Goodwill price in today's world. No way. You got to hope that someone at Goodwill doesn't realize that the object is worth a lot of money. Then you're able to get it at a Goodwill price and sell it yourself instead of goodwill but hey goodwill got the money so good for goodwill so i see uh, that uh, according to this and according to experts americans are choosing to remain in a living situation with their exes amidst the ongoing housing crisis huh so you break up with your man or woman and because of the you know the three f's finances familiarity and fear you decide hey you know maybe we should just still live together <laughs> we should cohabitate oh okay um sure so I guess, according to some experts, that uh, conversations with uh, divorcing couples who uh, have said that we're weighing options and looking uh, to time the market, uh, in the meantime, we're just going to continue to live together. Oh, okay. Uh, look, we, uh, we just can't sell. Uh, the housing market is bad. And uh, sure, we'd like to break up. And sure, you know, the house is mine, or the, and then we want that the other spouse to get out. I mean, the old uh, uh, the old joke of uh, <laughs> uh, we got a divorce and we split the property. Uh, the wife got the uh, the the house, and I got the outside of the house. Something like that. I can't remember how that whole joke goes. <laughs> so, uh, if that's true, if that's true, email me chewing the fat at theblaze.com. I want to know. If you would do that, if you could do that. Now I get, 
And you say, well, there's couples that have been living together. They haven't been in love with each other for years, Jeff. I know. But after you've decided to break up, would you do that with just a boyfriend or a girlfriend, someone that you weren't married with, but you were, you know, let's say you, let's say you were in love and you found a perfect place to live. It was so, it's a beautiful townhouse and we bought it and it was just going to be all ours. And then we decided that, well, you know what? I don't love you. (laughs) In fact, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your dirty dishes. I'm sick of your dirty laundry. And I'm most definitely sick of this place. But we can't afford anything else. So I'm not going to be your girlfriend or boyfriend anymore. But we're still going to live here because we can't live anywhere else. So you keep your dirty dishes and your dirty laundry on your half of the sink. And uh, my half will be clean just like always. You think that's actually happening? I mean, that'd be a... That's a tough, tough way to live, man. That is a tough way to live. So I know, you know, you want to be shacked up with your former lovers, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. They, they claim the pages on Reddit are, there's just pages where renters and homeowners have asked whether they should remain in their current living situation. Oh, Okay. Um, but that's what I want. I want someone from Reddit to let me know whether I should be involved in this, in, uh, my current, my current situation. Please help me. Ugh. Now I will say that if you have decided, okay, enough, uh, I know we've been living together and we're divorced. We've been divorced for a while now. And we've been living together because we can't get rid of this place. But you know what? We absolutely, positively need to, well, you know, buy or sell a home. Well, you need to use realestateagentsitrust.com. Duh. That's what needs to happen. Because let's face it, sometimes you just gotta. (laughs) Am I right? You just gotta. And that's where Real Estate Agents I Trust is on your side. Now, this is a company founded by Glenn Beck, and he started it a long time ago because he was tired of dealing with incompetent real estate agents, and he tried to sell his home in Connecticut for, I don't know, 100 years, and it never sold, and it ended up selling uh, for you know barely nothing just to get rid of it, and he was sick of dealing with incompetent real estate agents, so he figured, hey, you know, other people might be as well. So, uh, you know, buying and selling a home sucks. And it's a lot of work and it can be confusing and you don't want to be making a lot of mistakes, especially in this economy. So the agents that they work with are the best in your area. They're the top sellers. They know the lay of the land, the best practices to get you and your ex or your family (laughs) where you need to go uh, at a decent price. Most of these agents are fans of the show, so you can tell them, hey, uh, you know, I listen to chewing the fat, even though, uh, I got to let the spouse go cause I'm sick of the spouse, man. So you got to find me a place. So do yourself and your family or ex family a favor and, uh, check out real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com. I mean, seriously, even if you're in a bad place with your ex, uh, real, the name of real estate agents, I trust means you can at least trust somebody, even if you can't trust them. Realestateagentsitrust.com 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good news, I guess, coming from Scripps Research Scientists. They have developed an antibody that can block the effects of lethal toxins in the venoms of a wide variety of snakes found throughout Africa, Asia, and Australia. So the antibody, which protected mice from the normally deadly venom of snakes, including black mambas and king cobras, and how many times? How many times have you run across, you're out for a walk, and oh my gosh, there's a black mamba or a king cobra? <laughs> you don't want that. You don't. So you want to uh, you want to have an antitoxin. And this coming from uh, the science translational medicine, which I, I'm a huge fan of their work, science translational medicine. The new research used to forms of the toxins produced in the laboratory to screen billions of different human antibodies and identify one that could block the toxin's activity. Wow. Now, now this doesn't block all snake bites, but it does, uh, it does, it will be effective against the venom of many snakes. Do you know that more than 100,000 people a year? Now, again, mostly in Asia and Africa, not really when you're out, you know, taking a walk through Dallas, Texas, but it's possible. It is possible. Uh, I know. Don't look at me like that. I got it. A uh, hundred thousand people a year die from snake bite envenoming, rendering it more deadly than the most neglected tropical diseases. Current antivenoms are produced by immunizing animals with snake venom and each generally only works against a single snake species. This means that many different antivenoms must be manufactured to treat snake bites. Yeah, different regions. Duh. So now uh, we're going to have the antivenom. Now I'm going to I'm going to break this down for you. I don't know if you you know uh, they're they want to discover an antibody to block the three FTX. The researchers created an innovative platform that puts the genes of 16 different three FTX into mammalian cells, which then produce the toxins in the lab. The team turned the, the team turned the uh, library of more than 50 billion different human antibodies and tested which ones bound to the three FTX protein from the many banded crate also known as the Chinese crate or Taiwanese crate I didn't have to tell you that I mean you know that <laughs> that narrowed their search down to about 3,800 antibodies then they tested those antibodies to see which also recognized four other three FTX variants. And among the 30 antibodies identified in that screen, one stood out as having the strongest interactions across all the toxin variants, an antibody called 95MAT5. So we got that going for us, man. Good work. Good work from the Scripps Research Scientists. And I'm happy that it was reported in the Science Transitional Medicine for um, happy to know that we can be safe with 95 mat 5 alright let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink desperately (laughs) 
Be sure to follow me on all uh, the social media sites uh, on X at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And you can follow me on my YouTube page, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And you can order a cameo from me uh, at JeffyJFR on the Cameo app. I believe it's Jeff Fisher on the Cameo website. Uh, that's not free, but uh, you know, you just order it on Cameo and you know, tell me what you want me to be. Happy, glad, sad, mad, mean. I mean, to wish somebody uh, good riddance. Or do you want, you want me to tell your ex, hey, I know we've been living together, but it's time for you to get out. I'd be happy to do that. You can order that on Cameo uh, at Jeffy JFR. Now, I see where uh, True Detective on HBO, I'm sorry, Max, uh, Night Country, which I haven't watched the final episode yet. I know the final episode uh, dropped on Sunday, and I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. But uh, it's been okay. I've just been okay with Jodie Foster. But I saw that it's the most, it concluded now, and it's the most watched season of the HBO crime anthology. It drew 3.2 million viewers for the finale and averaging 12.7 million across platforms. That's incredible. Uh, the show was not that good. But okay. All right. I mean, it was it was True Detective. It was Jodie Foster. And it's up there in Alaska, some made-up fictional town. And so I don't know what, you know, if you've been watching it and you haven't seen it or you haven't watched it, I don't know what is, uh, you know, causing the problems yet exactly. I have a good idea. But it's when it's the – I love the idea. I actually do love the idea of uh, it's when the area in Alaska goes night for 24 seven goes dark for 24 seven. So each episode is like day seven of the night, day eight of the night. And I like that. I like that. So, and Jody, you know, Jody's okay. They went out of their way to make sure that Jody had a, um, a, uh, a, how do I want to put it? Uh, a relationship that wasn't gay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she had a she had a man in her life which you know in real life that's not happening anyway so can, you know good i can't wait to see that and i see uh, we have to talk about uh walking dead is back for the ones that live with rick and michonne that starts up this weekend which means that talking walking dead with uh, myself jason buttrell and my son maximus will be back on monday excited about that uh they better not let me down they better not let me down with this. Daryl was great. Dead City with Negan was great. And I feel I just have this I have this gut feeling that the ones who live with Rick and Michonne, uh, it's too late. It's too late. And we're going to try to bring back what is lost. And you can quote me on this. You can never bring back what's lost. Okay? You just can't. You can try. But you never, it's never quite right. But uh, we have that to look forward to. Uh, The Ones Who Live, Walking Dead, Rick and Michonne, and Talking Walking Dead on Monday with uh, myself, Jason Buttrell, and Maximus Fisher. Now, we have to talk about the big show, okay? NCIS. Now, I've been a fan of NCIS for a long, long time. And Gibbs is the man. I love Mark Harmon as Gibbs. And I'm a fan of Mark Harmon, no question. But and he left a couple years ago. He was in trouble with the FBI, and so he stayed in Alaska. 
right, he had a case up in Alaska, and then so he stayed in Alaska. So we haven't seen Gibbs. He's still like listed as an executive producer of the show. I think I see his name. I mean, he's still part of the show. We still mention Gibbs. He's a big part of the show. He's the guy that was the glue of the show. They went through several detectives, all this stuff, but it was Gibbs. He was the man. Well, it was also Ducky, and uh, Ducky died in real life last year. So the new season, season 21, started a couple weeks ago, and we were wondering what was going to happen with uh, you know Ducky being gone. And so, see, episode two is about Ducky's death. Uh, season 21 of NCIS, by the way, uh, is about Ducky's death. The stories we leave behind is the title of the episode. They ended episode one with the phone call coming in, and you knew uh, that it was about Ducky being dead, right? I mean, you knew that because um, what's his face? Ducky. David McCallum uh, died, and so they have to pay some kind of tribute because he was a big part of the show. He was, you know, he was one of he was Gibbs' friend, and so I thought for sure that we were going to get a Gibbs showing uh, on NCIS. I mean, you can't do a funeral for Ducky on NCIS without having Mark Harmon Gibbs show up to the funeral. He's still talked about on the show. He's still the show. He's still the guy on the show, NCIS. NCIS wouldn't be NCIS without Mark Harmon, period. I mean, sure, you got uh, McGee, Sean Murray that's been on the show forever. Uh, You know, they brought in Gary Cole, uh, who does a great job. I'm not opposed to Gary Cole as, uh, you know, he replaced the Gibbs job. I, I got it. Uh, they still have, uh, what's-his-face, Rocky Carroll's been there uh, forever as the NCIS director. And the other, you know, um, uh, Wilmer Valderrama, Nick Torres, he's been on the show for quite some time. And Katrina Law, Jessica Knight, she's been on there. And so is uh, Brian Dietzen, Jimmy Palmer, you know, Ducky's understudy there. The, the He's been there forever. I, I got it. All these characters are great. But it wouldn't be NCIS without without Gibbs okay so he's got to come back to the funeral he has to right this is going to be a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode because it comes on I think it's on Mondays I recorded it I waited my wife was out of town I waited for her to come home so we watched it yesterday I they all we got is a couple of pictures of Ducky I mean of Gibbs a couple of pictures of Gibbs he didn't come back for the funeral what kind of deal is cbs trying to pull or mark Harmon? what is happening they did bring back michael weatherly who played anthony denozo for years on the show he it was great to see him and he did his whole thing he came in and he tied the tie of uh what's his face jimmy palmer the doc and he mentioned his father who was played by robert wagner in the show which was awesome which was great. It was good to see Anthony Donoso, Michael Weatherly. I mean, he still does a CBS show, so it's not a big stretch. But Harmon didn't show up, and I cannot believe they allowed that to happen. I can't believe it. I can't believe they allowed it to happen. It's unbelievable to me. So then I, 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 re- I thought for I waited. I waited to see if Gibbs was going to show up, and he didn't, and it really, really irked me. So I, uh, I started 
reading about it, trying to find out what was going on and why Mark Harmon didn't come back for the show. And uh, I know he's he's already confirmed he's going to make a return to NCIS Universe with a brand new spinoff, NCIS Origins, which is going to be Gibbs' early days. So it's not even going to be him because, uh, you know, I mean, there's, they can only do so much to make you younger. They've got a couple characters that they used to play Gibbs uh, early years when they did flashbacks. They have that, but he didn't come back for Ducky's funeral. That is almost unforgivable. I should have done Who Died Today, NCIS, dead to me because it's almost unforgivable that he didn't come back. Now, according to this story, on Screen Rant, it says here, Harmon claimed that nobody reached out to him for a potential return. That is unbelievable. So Harmon can blame CBS and CBS can blame Harmon. I thought he was still one of the executive producers. Did we, was the cell service down? Did they reach out too late? Was it over? I, that is unforgivable. It's unforgivable that... Nobody reached out. So even Harmon, knowing that McCallum died in real life, doesn't call and say, hey, uh, we're, I'm sure you're probably going to do a show about Ducky dying. I'll be a part of it. Even if you come back, get out of the car, you see him getting out of the car at the gravesite, Or he's at the back of the church at the funeral. Or you just see it. He's got to show up other than pictures. It's, it's unforgivable. Unforgivable. I, I mean, NCI, I, it's almost dead to me. I didn't delete it from being recorded on my DVR system, but I should have. And to be clear, I mean, the episode itself was good. It, it was a really good episode, and it paid a great tribute to uh, McCallum and, you know, slash Ducky. And, you know, I, I did enjoy the I did enjoy the episode, and I may have welled up, you know, a couple of times, okay? Uh, I'm, okay, that's just the way it is. But it doesn't change the fact that Gibbs should have returned. Also, this weekend, uh, another thing that's going on is the Florida Man Games in St. Augustine, Florida. We talked to Peter Melfi right when he first set this up, and now it's actually happening uh, in St. Augustine, one of my favorite cities in America. Uh, one of the oldest cities in America, too, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Uh, so you have the Florida the Florida Man Games. You got the Eat the Butt Challenge. You got the Weaponized Pool Noodle Mud Duel. Evading Arrest Obstacle Course. Uh, the Cash Grab. Uh, catalytic Converter. <laughs> uh, race Against Time. Two bikes and a handful of copper pipes. A Race Against Time. Florida Sumo Wrestling. It's going to be awesome. It'll be a lot of fun to be there. So if you're in uh, San Antonio or the surrounding areas, you have an opportunity to go to the Florida Man Games. It's going to be the uh, athletic showdown on earth. <laughs> uh, it'll be fun. It would be fun to watch these games and see it happen. Uh, the Florida Man Games. Though, so I'm hoping uh, maybe if something big happens, the Florida Man Games will talk to Peter and find out how everything uh, went. Uh, next week and see how uh, what's going to change for next year or if we're staying with the same uh, with the same Florida man games but I am looking forward to it (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, this is from Support the Change on TikTok. I don't know who this person is, but it's uh, it's her saying it, not me. Okay, her saying it, not me. 150 years ago, you didn't have to ask permission from the government to go fishing, own a property, build on your property, renovate your home, use a transportation vehicle, start a business, get married, own a weapon, hunt... Cut hair, sell a product, protest, grow your own food, sell that food that you grow on your own property, or even just set up a lemonade stand. And now, you virtually can't do anything without asking for the government's permission first. So, if you still think you're free, you're deluding yourself. Hate to break it to you, but you're a free-range human in a tax Oh, they cut off the video. I don't know why they do that. The video got cut off from the TikTok video on X. But uh, her last line is, uh, if you still think you're free, you're deluding yourself. Uh, You're a free-range human in a tax farm. (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, Some would say she is, uh, I don't know, what's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, 100% right. Uh, Just incredible. Uh, so I love the idea that you're a free range human in a tax farm, but I got a chance to win the lotto. What are we talking about? I mean, mega millions is tonight, the 23rd of February, 2024. If you're listening live, that's today. That's $525 million with a 247.1 cash payout. I mean, hello. And if I don't get that, I can win the Powerball tomorrow, which is $376 million jackpot, 177.5 cash payout. So I don't know what she's talking about. I still have hope. Uh, man, I mean, I, I I get that you're a little upset that you, uh, you know, used to be able to go fishing, own property, build on your own property, start a business. Uh, I get that you're a little upset about that, but, uh, you know, Thinking that you're just a free-range human in a tax farm? Come on now. Come on. So who died today? Who died today? Zachary Nazario at 15. Very sad. Uh, How did he die? Well, he was subway surfing. And because the mom can't uh, believe that her son would do such a thing, uh, she wants to blame social media and the MTA uh, for failing her son. She is uh, filing a lawsuit or has filed a lawsuit against the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, Well, the meta. And suggesting that they had a hand in her son's untimely demise. So it's their fault that he was subway surfing. Okay. So a low beam struck Nazario in the head while he was traversing the Williamsburg Bridge atop a train in uh, February of 2023, a year ago. 
fell onto the tracks below and was run over. Very sad. It's horrible. So this illegal practice, we're seeing videos all the time. This is where she thinks that it's Meta's fault, that it's TikTok's fault, uh, that it's the MTA's fault for allowing it to happen, uh, not closing their door or not locking the doors, whatever she whatever she claims they're supposed to do. Now, the MTA has documented over 450 instances of subway surfing, and there already have been multiple deaths connected to the subway surfing attempts. So they believe that, uh, you know, we're seeing all these people do this just because they want the clicks. They want a social media. I will say the videos that I saw, the one video I saw showed multiple people up on top of the subway, uh, subway surfing. They didn't have phones in their hands. They weren't filming themselves. They were subway surfing for the fun of it. And, uh, you know, we know it's all dangerous and nobody thinks they're going to get hurt. I mean, my father-in-law tells a story about a friend of theirs when he was a little kid in Philadelphia, they used to jump off the bridge into the coal cars, into the trains as they would go come into the train station. And that's what they were doing as kids. And one of his friends missed the coal and fell in between two of the cars and got his legs cut off. I know, I know, I, I know it's graphic, but I'm sorry. That's what happened. It's been going on for years. Kids are dumb. They do dumb things. Maybe uh, you tell your kids don't do dumb things. Now you hope that they don't do dumb things, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they do dumb things, and it costs them dearly. That's what you, the parent, are there for, to say, hey, uh, you know, subway surfing kills just a thought maybe you and your friends ought to think twice before you do that but according to norman and azario uh mta failed to provide adequate barriers to preclude use from climbing on its trains oh oh okay uh they created a serious and foreseeable risk of harm the suit also faults the system for apparently not locking train doors okay so when the train crashed and the people couldn't get out because the doors were locked, that would be another lawsuit, I know, if there was a fire. No, give me. Uh, it just According to the suit, TikTok and Instagram are liable under state laws prohibiting the unreasonably dangerous design of products, having allegedly targeted, goaded, and encouraged Zachary to subway surf. Wait, what? She claims that uh, this took a uh, form of a video recommendation to Zachary about subway surfing, the subway surfing challenge prior to his fatal subway surfing attempt. So it's their fault that he saw a video of someone subway surfing and then took the challenge and died. So uh, rest in peace, uh, Zachary Nazario dead subway surfing at the age of 15 now she's not dead yet but i see where wendy williams has been diagnosed with aphasia and dementia wow that's the same disorder that bruce willis has is it catching i mean is there something in the air are we is it said there's anything in common no it's not because of that stop it it wasn't because of that. Don't look at me like that. So I guess uh, we found out this week because Wendy's care team, 
uh, who blasted out a press release with what they characterize as a very personal update, which they say is an effort to bat down rumors and speculation about her health. Yeah, we're sick about those rumors, okay? She's got aphasia and dementia. Leave us alone. (laughs) Her team says everyone already knows she struggles with Graves' disease and uh, lymphedema. Wow. I mean, Wendy, what's happening, man? Uh, Everything's falling apart. Believe me, I know. Uh, They say uh, others started to wonder what was going on in the moments when Wendy would lose her train of thought or act erratically. And now they say it's because of this condition. In 2023, after undergoing a battery of medical tests, Wendy was officially diagnosed with primary progressive aphasia and a frontotemporal dementia, or FTD. Uh, I don't want FTD. I don't want FTD. I don't want anybody to have FTD. I don't want, especially don't want Bruce Willis to have FTD. I mean, he's just living with his family now. And so I guess uh, receiving a diagnosis has enabled Wendy to receive the medical care she requires so let's hope that's the case and you know what maybe they'll find a cure and it'll be okay and uh you know i don't wendy don't want wendy to have it most definitely don't want bruce willis to have it and i don't want anyone to have primary progressive aphasia and frontotemporal dementia i mean i know you call it ftd but i'm just calling it frontal temporal dementia and then we find out that uh, this is the story was uh, reported as Karen Audette, 82, retired elementary school teacher, spellbound by a virtual trip to Paris, really liked wearing a VR headset. Did you? Did you, Karen? Well, yes, a large majority of seniors in the retirement communities who donned the, uh, the technology, uh, uh, I guess there's a new study from Stanford. Uh, that shows researchers uh, saying that VR boosted the research participants' moods and improved their interactions with staff, along with helping to spur memories in those with dementia. Okay, well, then let's strap on some headsets on Wendy Williams, strap on some headsets on uh, on uh, Bruce Willis, and everything will be fine. This is this is uh, okay. So the nursing homes are just going to strap on these VR headsets. I love this. Oh, they improved their interactions with staff. Yeah, because they had the headset on, and that's all they cared about. They weren't worried about their meds. They weren't worried about food. They weren't worried about pooping their pants. They weren't worried about none of it. They were just sitting in their chair with their VR headset on. That is a good expense at a nursing home. Just strap that thing on. Well, that's a good expense. Good advice with no matter where you at. Just strap that thing on and uh, leave them alone. <laughs> now, I'm talking about a VR headset. What were you talking about? Holy cow. So, I mean, that, I, I guess that's good. Uh, you know, fine. If it helps, it helps. If, if, it can, if it's going to help with dementia, great. I don't want anybody to have dementia, period. But if we're just strapping it on the old folks at the nursing home just because it... Uh, improves their interactions with staff okay all right that doesn't necessarily bode well for that virtual trip to paris oh yeah it was beautiful it was just like i was there i spent the day there did you did you spend the day there 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Friday, so that means it's time for what's being called America's favorite game show, What's the Lie? What's the Lie? Where contestants try to decipher the lie from four, count them, one, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true, thus that's where we get what's the lie. Our contestant today, Lindsay Stilter. If Lindsay wins, not only is she going to come back for another round, she's going to win a Talking Sense Jeffy Blue Freshie. For more information, you can go to Talking Sense Facebook group and find the Freshie scented design just for you. And if you and someone you love would like to be a contestant on what's the lie, email chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Lindsay Stilter, welcome to What's the Lie. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. So, Lindsay, what are you what are you doing right now? It sounds like you're in an office or I'm something. At, I'm at work, and I went into my boss's office so I could talk to you. So, uh, you know, I'm what, hiding. what do you what do you do? Are you willing to work, willing to tell us what you do for a, for a living? Yeah, pharmaceutical company in South Carolina. Oh my gosh! Uh, so you're you're just making drugs. I yeah, am a fan of right. you. I'm a, I'm a pusher. Well, I am more of a fan of you than you know. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll uh, to you. Do not even tease me. We have, this, <laughs> this conversation has to stop right now. So okay. we need to play the game because right. uh, otherwise we're going to go in a direction that, uh, well, the audience may like to hear it, but we terrible. don't. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen right now. All right. So let's play. Uh, four headlines, one not real. Lindsay, what's the lie? Headline number one. Museum selfie takers are causing damage by backing into artwork. Headline number two. A ship carrying 19,000 cattle caused a big stink in Cape Town, South Africa. Headline number three. Why scientists are breeding a beetle that can eat through phone screens. Headline number four. Is it time for a more subtle view on the ultimate taboo? cannibalism those are your four headlines one of them is a lie headline number one museum selfie takers are causing damage by backing into artwork headline number two a ship carrying 19,000 cattle caused a big stink in cape town south africa headline number three why scientists are breeding a beetle that can eat through phone screens headline number four is it time for a more subtle view on the ultimate taboo, cannibalism? Those are your four headlines. Lindsay, number two. what is the lie? I believe number two. Number two? Oh, no. Lindsay, gosh <laughs> darn it. I, you have no idea how I wanted you to win because uh, we need to discuss you know, what you do for a living. But darn it. Well... Thanks for listening and playing to What's the Lie? What's the Lie is a subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of recording. CTFWTLMMXXIV. So.
I mean, you want to take another shot or? I know it's not the cannibalism because that's going on right now. And I would believe like the Beatles story. So then I'd go with number one then. So you want to take another shot or? Number one. Yeah. So you want to take another shot or? Sure. Uh, you know, because that's not right either. So. Well, number three. Okay. Backing into the stupid art people. Yeah, that's number one. That's not right either. That's, that's okay. A, that's so a then thing. the stink, the cow stink. Yeah, you picked that first. That's wrong. That's not oh. right. That's number two. Okay. So yeah, it, two then more. the beetle. The, the Absolutely beetle darn! If you to pick that, yes, yeah, that's right. That is the lie. <laughs> it's not real. Darn it! <laughs> if you'd only picked that earlier, but I know. you did. Oh well. Yeah. Well, I'll give it to you again if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.